0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zelensky Show for this Thursday, May 31st, 2018 edition. So glad you could join me on the program today. What a great show this is. I wanted to have Chris Taylor and Roy Brown back from Don't Let Them Burn Ministries, to talk about a show that I saw very recently. Of course, you guys know I did Gods in Spandex. I also have that link below if you did not see that. That is a really good expose. You know, I've been keeping an eye on Marvel with three sons who all have read a lot of comic books. And I think this is really going to bless some people today because this is really important for us to know. So it's not just... Oh, Marvel Occult. But there's a much deeper message here, and I'm really looking forward to this, and I think you're going to be very blessed by it. Listen, very quickly, tomorrow is the official website launch date. Uh, we kind of missed May, but June 1st is the official launch. Go to ww.sheila.media and check out the new site. Let me know how you like it. It's very user-friendly it loads fast, and all in all, I'm really very happy with the new site. We're just fixing a couple little random order podcasts. For some reason, one is coming up. That's a bit of an older podcast. We're working on that, but no reason to not launch. I thought, you know what, we've waited long enough. So go to www.sheela.media. Well, I want to jump right into the program. It is, again, Chris Taylor and Roy Brown, and they're going to join me on Avengers Infinity War, and it's going to be a really good show. Chris and Rory, welcome to the program, fellas. Great to have you back on. Glad
1: to be back on.
0: Great to have you guys both back on. Well, listen, we're going to get into this new show. It's not even out on DVD yet. In fact, it's still in some theaters. I know it's still playing at my local theater, and it is kind of the... Blockbuster 2018. It is called Avengers Infinity War. We're going to get into this because, you know, here's the shocking thing, fellas. It isn't even hidden anymore. We used to say hidden in plain sight. Yeah, exactly. It's so overt and in your face now that it really is shocking. So, listen, let's get into it. I'm going to hand you guys a mic and then I'll just throw my comments in wherever.
1: All right. Okay. Well, you know, this this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe has been building up for over 10 years, well, about 10 years or so. And this whole thing, it's always been about a conquest for these, uh, uh, these infinity stones. And so this is just the culmination of all that. And what you're going to see laid out here is you're going to see the mystical elements, the spiritual elements, the allegorical elements that tie uh, back to what we would call God or the ascension of somebody that's trying to become God. Right.
2: Yes. um, Like you said uh, before, movies chock full with a lot of uh, new age pieces that are in there that we are going to discuss tonight. It's just chock full of things that people will be shocked that they might have overlooked in watching this movie.
1: But yes, and, you know, this whole thing, it's, it's a culmination of different ideologies and characters. We have demigods, we have Norse gods, we have transhumanism, we have people that uh, have been sort of, it'd be like Spider-Man is bitten by an insect and turned into a superhuman, which from some other experiment. So we have a lot of this evolutionary concept that's riddled throughout all these movies, and that's one of the, I would say, the tent pole or the anchor to a lot of these uh, comic books and comic book movies. Chris,
2: we also have uh, magic, witchcraft that's put in place as the norm, and people are using sources of power. I'm just going to leave it like that because we're going to talk about different Mm -hmm. sources of power to do things which
1: we'll get into more. Yeah. So in, there's a, a comic book out, but it costs you about $15 to get. So Avengers Infinity War prelude. And it gives it some of the points, some of the points from the previous movies that they tie up a couple of loose ends, dealing with the stones. Some of the people um, like Scarlet Witch, her origin is different in this comic book or in the cinematic universe. She gets her power from the Mind Stone or the Reality Stone, the, the, the uh, Nazi agents from Hydra use that to bring out her evolutionary power and also the one called Silver Surfer they were first introduced in Age of Ultron so here we see they're using this power that no one knows where it comes from no one knows all the true abilities especially for the, the soul stone its power is unknown so this is what the mad titan thanos is after and and has been after for a while now since the beginning and we see that loki had one of these stones, it's called a Mind Stone, and um, they wielded other stones. Uh, Dr. Strange had the Time Stone. And so you're going to hear about these stones and and what, what they really represent in the occult, at least the ideologies of them. And so as you go through this prelude comic, you'll see all sorts of wars going on around the universe. But one thing you'll notice is when it comes to Thanos' story, and make no mistake, this is Thanos' movie, just like the Infinity Gauntlet was a Thanos comic. And they don't use all the elements from the original comic, but they take different elements from different uh, large storylines that they have within the Marvel Universe. And in this one, Thanos, he dies and goes to hell. And he's met by Mephisto, who is a representation of the devil. You see, the devil is one wants to use Thanos as an agent because his power has been lessened for some reason. And then Thanos' future self before mephisto decides that thanos is not relevant to his cause anymore his future self comes in and he already has this infinity gauntlet and he takes um he tells thanos about himself and this thanos is so evil he tries to even fight his future self and then after that they come to a reconcile and then thanos's future self an avatar it's not really him it's an avatar of him sent by thanos and he takes this Thanos, which is in hell and shows him parts of what's going to happen in the future so he could prepare himself, but he won't be able to remember it would only be in his subconscious. So this is one of the links that's not in the movie, but it ties directly to the movie. Any words?
0: Well, let me just throw this in here, because what's amazing to me, and I think you guys obviously know this, but, you know, when you look at these movies, every single movie now, every single one of them, you know, they have these black cubes of Saturn and then they get into the Alistair Crowley ties in all the time. You've got the symbol of Harpocrates in this, the vow of silence. Alistair Crowley, actually I read a book where he was talking about the vow of silence and then what was really interesting, kind of right off the hopper in this movie, not surprising Doctor Strange, he's looking out and he sees this craft and it's an Ouroboros. I mean that is absolutely the the infinite circle of death. So these occultists are always we always see this geriatric and the Goita and the Egyptian Kemet, Kabbalism, mm-hmm. the ancient mystery schools. You know, a lot of this is Hermeticism and Gnosticism and Ariosophy was just a spin-off of Theosophy. It's amazing how all this mishmash is embedded in these Marvel movies.
1: Uh, correct. Great observation about the flying donut, the, uh, the Ouroboros there. Uh, most people wouldn't have caught that. Go ahead, Roy. It's woven
2: into the movie's so well placed That people will go And look at these things And not see any of these
1: Right And that's because A lot of people Just aren't trained In these aspects Of the occult And witchcraft And things And, and rightfully so Most people don't want To look into those dark parts But it's, it's critical To understand some elements And it's not even Directly tied to Let's let's say the director Even though they play a part But it's about the people Who created these characters The Jack Kirby's And the Stan Lee's and you know some other comic book writers too but let's get to uh this movie now
2: um one of the things that we talked about prior to this we looked at i remember probably about six or eight months ago we were talking about this young man and you'll you'll remember that went to the far east and he wanted to he's a comic book writer and he wanted to have an out-of-body experience and he was talking about the experience that he had and the experience was that he was getting high for a number of days and he was able to open himself to the elements or i won't say the elements i would say to the spirits and they came on one particular day he said and he said he was not even high and they downloaded or gave him a comic am i correct chris where he was yeah, able to write this yeah. information this information so it's not far-fetched when you say you see all of these things that are woven into a movie because the writers themselves have opened themselves up like chris was saying earlier about all these different things that are woven into these movies and what's happening is that very young kids are being exposed to this and it's being channeled into their system and you know what These things will lay dormant and they will not even know, but they have been exposed to the dark side.
1: The comic book writer that you're talking about is Grant Morrison. Yeah. Um, very highly into the cult and uh, all these weird uh, chaos magic. But we're, we're going to get to that in a minute. So this movie opens up. is Avengers Infinity War, for that, for, for the people that don't know. They're on an Asgardian ship that connects to a Thor's movie. And basically what you see is that Thanos has come to get one of the stones. It's the stone that Loki took from the Asgardian temple. And so anyway, he, he gets into a battle with the hulk and everything like that whatever but he goes on a this speak with with loki talking about destiny and you can run from it you can hide whatever but and then he says, but he says i am and that's very significant because basically right there he's telling you that he's like god or he is god or whatever whichever way you want to take that allegory you know because this is about ascension this is about trying to become omnipotent and that's what happens in the original comics now he's not truly omnipotent but we'll get to that so anyway, this also is this he's not the first person in, in the Marvel cinematic U- universe to allude to godhood. When Ultron was created, he's he was created from five different personalities, and this is explained into the movies too. Um is he's Ultron Jarvis, Bruce Banner, Tony Stark, and he's also the Infinity Stone. There's five different personalities. But when he became Ultron, they asked him, What is he? And he says, I'm not Ultron, I'm not Jarvis, I am. So remember, these movies are about the new gods—the—the the, the gods that we look up to to come and save yeah. us—and—and—and and, and Ultron himself alluded to being a god also because he's an artificial intelligence. He has gained ascensions and, and and all these things. He's self-aware and he wants to eliminate. A parasite called humanity so you'll see this theme running in uh these movies from the villains about annihilation about depopulation and all these things so yep. thanos wants to get rid of half of the universe
2: the the thing that's most interesting in this movie is agenda 21 it comes out clearly yeah. and who's putting who's putting it for thanos and he started in saying, hey, this is what we must do. It has, to, it has to come to this. I have to depopulate because things are going array. So mm-hmm. I was shocked when this, and he's a so-called villain, saying that you know we have to do this and he gives a reason in the movie he, sh- he talked about his own planet and the plan that he proposed and that they would not listen to him and now you know he shows him he now look at what it has become but if they had listened to me it would have been paradise
0: yeah, for a minute there, I thought maybe Thanos was the new Secretary General of the United Nations.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, knew you, I knew you would bring that up because I was going to bring it up eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. All the mandates coming out from the United Nations
2: is about population control. Yes, it's, it's being put into people's subconscious. Bingo. it's been right. planted there it's been planted there so i mean listen we have to do this and you will see that people more than likely buy into it it is being planted in a subtle way in people's minds
1: yeah and what you'll see also in in part of the movie is uh gomorrah which we'll talk about later what happens to her on um, her home planet where she, uh, Thanos adopts her as a daughter The first thing he gives her is a weapon So you know he has intent for her And then he shields her face From the slaughter about to happen To her people which They had to separate who will Live and who will die That's the Nazi tactic right there This stuff is just deep rooted in some stuff That went on in history But, but the, uh, the, the average audience Is not going to see this stuff
2: No, And it's it's so unfortunate that From what I saw I have never seen such a movie with so chock full with so many different elements in it. I'm, I'm trying not to jump ahead, but so many different elements, like um, Sheila said earlier, the occultic elements are there. You know, humanity is now standing up through Tony Stark, you know, mm-hmm. all these things. And he, you see uh, Thanos and says, man, listen, you have done very well with what you have been able to accomplish basically what you have for a regular human this this is outstanding so there's so many things that are, are are neatly packaged in there that mm-hmm. you know you need to listen to every word because it's nothing is just happening just for happenstance
1: oh yeah correct uh, and this is a humanistic movie that's what it's about it's about humans using their own power to stop an alien force or Someone that seems like God or you know all these things and humanity can do it without outside help in other words Um, So let's talk about some of the characters here. We have um, Star-Lord who is a a Demigod basically born from a, a celestial being and a human we have Thor that's the Norse God Um, He is a a lesser god. You have Spider-Man, who's, uh, again, half spider, half uh, human, with superhuman powers, and and Iron Man gives him the Iron Spider suit. You have Tony Stark, who is the technocrat, who has nanoparticles in his body that creates the new suit that he has. So he is a poster child for transhumanism. Right. And, you know, all the kids are going to look at this. as cool. Ooh, look, he can form a gun with it uh, out of thin air. He can, he can, you know, he could, you know, do a, a shield or, you know, place his feet into the ground so he could hold his, his, his footing. All these miraculous things he could do through tech, technocratic transhumanists. And then we have Scarlet Witch, which the, the, the name should tell you exactly what she's wielding, the power of the force. You have Black Panther, who's a shaman. You have Doctor right. Strange. That's a that's a wizard. <laughs> so you have all all the occult elements and and technocratic elements in there to push you forward to the agenda of the future. But uh, let's talk about the force for a second. And before mm-hmm. you go on,
2: you know, we you, we just sort of laid it all out right there about mm-hmm. the power source. I'm just going to say mm-hmm. the power source that's been being harnessed that they're not there no one is turning to a god to save them and mm-hmm. you know we say yeah it's it's marvel but no they have looked within themselves and we learn that black panther he's a shaman and he has his power source you know that he's able to use he goes and he talks to the dead necromancy mm-hmm. is involved in in the pre- previous movie and now one of the things that we are seeing we're able to travel on different planes, which we're going to talk about to Spider-Man. He also has nanotechnology as a part of his suit because now he's totally different. You you reference Iron Man and now we look at Spider-Man, this young man who's been the, um, initiated into this, the Avengers, so to speak, this club of elite guys, Dr. Strange. He has such a power source. And we know why, because of one of these stones that he has. But he's able to do things, go into different realms. Just they're showing you that, you know what, when you go to the dark side, there is power there, but not the power of Jesus Christ that can set you free. And that's the difference.
0: I'm going to throw this in there because notice the very mocky way they mentioned Jesus in the one scene, too, yes. right?
1: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna get to that in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Give me give me a second before I go there. because I wanna I wanna take that and go somewhere else with it too.
0: Hey Kristen Rory, I don't know if you noticed this, but it was really interesting that notice mm-hmm. it was called the Soul Stone and and Thanos gave his daughter as a human sacrifice for yes! the stone. And what yeah, was really gonna... what was crazy though is her name is like there's Sodom and there's Gamora. I thought that was interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good catch, yeah.
2: Oh my goodness, you, you, you're, 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 all right, go ahead, Chris, go
1: ahead, I'll let you go. For she, it. Just, she just trampled it all through my notes. <laughs> yeah, but, um, so we have, um, also speaking of the characters, we have the Hulk. The Hulk is a demonic force with inside Bruce Banner. Most people are going to disagree, but go look at where Stanley got his influence for the Hulk. It was from Jekyll and Hyde. Now. Take that and then go into the creator of Jekyll and Hyde and he'll tell you that it was a demon. So, if you want to argue with that, go into the source, please. Now, we also... have, we have a ton of characters in here that just represent different things, the ant, Groot, the, the crazy genetically modified raccoon that loves to steal and murder, um, <laughs> and, and all this stuff. You know, These are just things in, intertwined, but uh, again, Vision, he is another um, thing that you need to pay attention to because this thing has been in the comics for a while and in science fiction, the story of a machine that comes to life. something that gains sentient to being self-aware all of these things are always in your sci-fi in the terminator and all these things there and that's what's being built in the background right now but we don't have time to get into that in the show so we're going to stick to this and now we're going to get into the force most people when they hear the force they're thinking about star wars which rightfully so because they're talking in star wars is talking about the demonic force Witchcraft, the right hand path, the left hand path, white magic, black magic, the chi, the yin and the yang, the secret, the 48 laws of power, and all these sigil magic, chaos magic, all of these things mean the same thing. I'm laying this out so you can understand that on the good side and on the bad side, all of them are using demonic power. Exactly. Okay, so once you understand that, you'll see how much of a deception this is when it comes to whose side are you on—Jesus or the devil. I'm not saying that you can't watch a movie, but be careful how much credence you give these characters and how much you get into um, loving them so much to become—it can become idolatry. And if you look up the term idolatry, you'll see that it's about an infatuation into something you're very passionate about. It. Okay, what happened in in one scene later on is. Uh, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy meet up with Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and, and um, Iron Man, and they're they're scuffling, and Peter Quill has Spider-Man in a grip, and I think it's Doctor Strange that says, who is your master? Peter Quill says, who am I supposed to say, Jesus? And the, the theater breaks out in laughter, but I'm sitting there like, wow, how many kids are going to take this in? And make fun of this on the basketball court when they, they're referencing the movie. What am I supposed to say? Jesus? You know, this this could this is subtle mind control that Hollywood always does. And they know that it's going to affect the kids more than, than it will the adults. The, 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 the adults that are lost are already lost. Kids, they're so susceptible to mind control. So that's one point I want to talk about. Taylor or Rory?
2: Yeah, that poor reference to, to Jesus also shook me. Um, But, you know, just look at the movie and, and look at how jesus christ is being referenced or being thrown down so to speak you know and they're trying to say come on like you said kids will look at that and laugh and they will also continue repeating that there are so many ways to go with that and i think as christians we should actually stand up that should not be in a movie it would that reference would not be made it would not be made if it was to a muslim that would not stand, in other words. And as Christians, we need to stand up for the gospel of Jesus Christ and tell people or those people who are making these films in Hollywood to stop doing that.
1: Indeed. And again, it's mind control. But, you know, going, going further, um, Sheila, you wanted to bring up something about Gomorrah?
0: Yeah, well, I just thought it was really interesting that here is Gamora Zen Wilbury Ben Titan. I mean, she's got Zen and Titan in her name. Of course, we all know that Yoda was a Zen master from Star Wars. So yoda always got kind of that Zen new agey theme running through it too, but I thought it was really interesting that her power, now keep in mind, she's the adopted daughter, as you mentioned, of Thanos, but she's also the last of her species. And of course her power, she's superhuman strength and agility, but she's got accelerated healing factor. And, of course, we go back to this cybernetically enhanced superhuman strength because in the pages of Infinity Watch, it's revealed that she has this cybernetically enhanced superhuman strength. But just kind of interesting that she returned from Soul World, one comic says. So you, you really have that theme played out, the Soul Stone, Soul World. But then I also found it really interesting with the introduction of Red Skull. You know, Red Skull in the 1940s was originally Johann Smith, a Nazi officer who founded the first sort of incarnation of Hydra, who attempts right. to use the super Soldier serum on himself. Of course, he was horribly disfigured, which is obviously of this mm. hence his namesake, Red Skull-like face. Um, the Nazis, we know, were obsessed with the weaponization of occult objects and pursuing mm-hmm. the Tesseract as a power source for Nazi weaponry. So I just thought that was interesting
1: yeah and and for, and for those that don't know what happened to red skull is that the, the space stone which he had which is the tesseract which again going back to the cube this the the black sun saturn you know all that stuff it transported him to where the soul stone was but he had nothing to sacrifice so he had to be the waypoint for anyone looking for the soul stone so by the time thanos gets there with his daughter Gamora is not really remember she's a, she's adopted he has to make a choice to sacrifice the only thing that he loves. No one believes that Thanos loves anything because he's that evil. And that uh, demented, he, 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 will, he will kill anyone, <laughs> right? And so it turns out that he actually loves Gamora. And he throws her into the pit to her death. And there he gets the mystical power of the Soul Stone to carry on its conquest. And it, it always takes blood for that sacrifice but jesus was the ultimate sacrifice for us so bear that in mind anything else you want to add to that rory
2: yes when thanos came to the location where he was going to meet red skull i'm, I'm just going to call him one of the things that we saw in that particular movie or i saw in that particular movie was that you know they had to show um climbing the mountain just like we did in other movies you know to be an ascended master to you had to mm-hmm. climb the mountain and What was funny and and, and the similarities, you talked about Jesus, Jesus laying his life down on the hill of Golgotha. And you see how they piece together different points in the movie, how this young lady, so to speak, his daughter, the only one he loved. He took her up to this mountain to offer as his only daughter, the only thing that he loves, which is to me mimics christ dying and now we are seeing this feminist movement where someone has to die just like in the occult world when you make a pact, someone has to die. It has to, be like you said, Chris, there has to be blood. So you're going to take an oath, you're going to do whatever you do, but you, someone has to die in their call. And there, this is just mimicking what Jesus Christ did. Like, like you said, Chris, Jesus Christ is the ultimate sacrifice. And he laid his life down that we would all be set free, free from sin, hell, death, and the grave. And that's what he did. That was a finished work and he said at the end of it he said it is finished so there's nothing more that needs to be done but in this movie you're seeing thanos showing kids you know what at some point in time the very thing you love the most you must sacrifice that to get ahead yeah to go deeper to get stronger to go higher yeah Yeah. this is a very subtle but extremely dangerous and dark path that is yes, probably will be overstepped in the movie. Go ahead, Chris.
1: Yeah, uh, that's an important point that you brought up because this theme of sacrificing the one you love is appearing in different movies, too. And comic book movies like Kingsman, the, the young man that was being trained to be a secret agent. He had to shoot his dog. and And this is not the only movie that has done that. Because he was very close to the animal. They they purposely made him get close to the animal so that he could shoot the animal so that nothing in his life would ever hinder him from carrying out the task. And he ascended, not to godhood, but he ascended up in the ranks. So anyway, moving right along, you have, uh, they're going all about after this, um... This um, sacrifice of Gamora, and he gets the the stone that he needs, and then he's going after the time stone. So what happens is you see on his home world, Titan, where Spider-Man and Iron Man and uh, some of the Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange are... To meet Thanos, you see the empath, I can't remember his name, her name right now. She says, does your friend do that all the time? And what you do, what you see is you turn around and you see Doctor Strange in a yoga pose looking yep. crazy with his head going all over the place. And so they, they're like, what happened? And he says that he's seen all of the outcomes through the time stone and he went they said how many did we win iron man says so and then he says one and i looked at 1.4 something million different outcomes and it's it's significant to the movie but the point is he's still using occult power (laughs) you know he's in a yoga pose Connecting to the stone that 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 sees through time or whatever and anyway, so after that Thanos comes and they have a big battle and they're they're almost gonna get ready to defeat him and Peter Quill gets angry because he finds out that Gamora his his woman is dead and from there they lose the battle You want to say something?
2: Yeah, you know, um The yoga pose that was in the movie and, and being able to be like a God seeing the future. That's what it's actually saying. It's not only will you be able to, you'll be able to see the future. You will be able to see destiny, you know, and Mm -hmm. this is what Dr. Strange was doing. It's not, is it the first time we see it in the movies? No, not in Marvel, um, cinematic universe. We also saw it in the previous movie that when they were flying the ship, it was done in a yoga pose and being controlled by the mind. Remember that Chris? So yeah, this, Black Panther. So, right, in Black Panther. So this is the second time we're seeing that. Now, we are being exposed to multiple, multiple religions simultaneously. Multiple mm-hmm. religions. We are being exposed to witchcraft. We are being exposed to shamanism. We are being exposed to Hinduism, Hinduism. Um, Gnosticism. A lot of different mm-hmm. things are they're subtly placed in the movie. You know, any kid would say, Hey, look, what you know, you want to pose like Doctor Strange. And you know, remember the young lady that said that to um about Doctor Strange. She's normally able to read people's minds. Remember that? Yes. That's her yeah. that's how that's her power. She can mm-hmm. read people's minds and she can see what they're thinking and what they're feeling or shut them down so she's the one that came up and, and looked at what he was and saying what's going on there you know go ahead Chris
1: yeah Um. so from there you know skip to the near to the end of the movie though they're they're in Wakanda but what's going on is they had a couple battles where what's called the, the Black Order which, which is basically Thanos' goons one's a, one's a magician and the other ones are like warriors or whatever and they, they get the task done for Thanos while he's some else they're coming after the vision and the the, um yeah the mind stone that's in his head and they get the the smartest person on the planet which is um black panther's sister to try to separate the consciousnesses that form the vision so they're trying to get the mind stone out so that they could save his so-called life now before i go into the rest of that didn't anyone find it strange that no one is like pushed her back by Scarlet Witch having sex with a robot, even though the, the sexual stuff wasn't in the movie, but it was implied. Yeah, No one found that yeah. creepy that she's in love with uh, Android or whatever you want to call it, artificial mm-hmm. intelligence. This is the stuff that's going on in the background, folks. People are building these robots for you to fall in love with. The AIs yes. that are, people are already falling in love with on their phones and all this other stuff. And it's, this is reality. You might not see it in your reality, but it's out there already. And this is being put in the movies and it's been in the comic book for decades now so i just want to hit on that point real quick anybody want to say something about that before i go on
2: well right in that particular scene um, one of the things that came to mind again was this when this so-called witch or demon was there and with the other gentleman um the other demon that was there that was tall and they said well you know you can't break through this force field this barrier and you said are you willing to lose all of this and she says we have blood there again it goes back to sacrifice and what Mm -hmm. they were doing right there there was doing a sacrifice listen it doesn't matter how many die we don't care about what How many died we have the blood and they just charged this particular force field and they're being wiped out and it does not matter It doesn't matter. So I looked at that and I said, wow, look at this That's one of the things that um, most people don't understand you follow Satan he doesn't take your life for anything you will mm-hmm. be sacrificed you will die that's one thing that stood out in my mind I made a mental note of that and how they were just you saw the amount of blood that was mm-hmm. going on and then on the Wakanda side one of the things that you you saw were the same men that are, are you know um, and they're making that sound but something that a lot of people gloss over on this if you ever gone and seen uh, uh, I'm gonna use a name here that you you guys might not know, Junkanoo is actually. You'll find them in the Bahamas, in Jamaica. They use drums and instruments here, and they work themselves up into a trance. And once they work themselves into a trance, then they just move and do what it, And you see this thing. This is another theme that's in the movie that people mm-hmm. don't understand. You know, they're saying, ooh, 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 but it's working yourself up into a trance. Right. So there's there, there's so many different elements, so many different levels that are going on there mm-hmm. that are astonishing. The second yeah. role or the main roles that we saw there were two women. One, when I looked at the woman from... Um, Thanos' um, overlord, that was a demon. Also, when you go on the Wakanda side, the, the women that protect the king, it's women. Women are, according to scripture, are the weaker vessel. Women are, they're able to rear children or have babies, and, but these women are different. They're warriors, they're bald, they are now the top of their game as far as skill and all these other things. And in the the movie again, you saw husband and wife on the Wakanda side saying they're ready to battle for the king. In the last movie that they had, the man had to bow to the woman. Feminism, it's woven throughout the movie. It's woven throughout the movie. And, you know, yeah. I could go on.
1: Yeah. And then to, just to go back to those tribes, the one that you were referring to, they worship gorillas. Uh, the Black Panther tribe, they worship, obviously, the Black Panther goddess. Uh, her name is Bast. But, you know, that's for another time and explanation. But moving right along, you get to a point, um, and I skipped a lot of detail because it, it'll take too long to explain. But we have Thor coming into the picture near the end of the movie. He was on a dying star Because he lost his hammer in the last movie, and he's recreating something that is going to be more powerful than that. But it's still infused with magic, and it's able to summon the power of the Bifrost, which is basically a way to open dimensional portals. So they form this, this axe and one a person, uh, Groot, sacrifices one of his arms. He cuts off a limb and grows another one to make a handle for this axe hammer sort of thing. And it's very powerful and it wields the power of Thor and also, because Thor is a title, not necessarily the name of the character, and they transport themselves to Earth to interrupt the battle and, and help to defeat the forces of a quote-unquote evil. So, In between all of that now, we're getting to the juice now, (laughs) where you see Scarlet Witch is the only person that's powerful enough to destroy the stone that's in... Vision's head because they don't want Thanos to get the last stone or any stone for that matter. And so, before she does that, she comes out into the battle and she, there's these gigantic wheels that are just pummeling people on the battlefield. And she takes three of them just hurls them up in the air and then throws them back down. And you know, and everybody's like, Where was she? Or was she the whole time. The, the power that she wields is very massive. If you read the comics, you'll know what I'm talking about. And for those that don't know, no, Storm, even though she's not in the movie, she's a witch, too. Just want to put that in there but anyway she you go there now she's trying to destroy this this gem and she actually gets to do it however thanos has already got the time stone as we talked about before and now he comes through a portal he basically he looks like he's defeated but he had the time stone so he reversed time and plucks the gem out of vision's head and he dies well it seems like he dies i'm not i'm not gonna say that he's definitively dead and then Thor throws his axe into Thanos' chest. And then Thanos said, you should have went for the head. <laughs> right? Because basically Thor was trying to make a point that I told you you're going to answer for this. Because he killed Loki in the beginning of the movie and beat up the uh, Hulk and the, the demon Hulk wouldn't wouldn't come out anymore when Bruce Banner was asking him to come out throughout the movie. So anyway, he does the snap. That's what it's called in the comic books. It's a snap. And no one knows what happens. And he disappears into a portal. Before I say what happens, you're going to see him talking to Gamora. What that is, she's probably inside of what you call the soul stone. And that is uh, like a pocket universe. Something exists with inside of that, a place, and you could put people in there if you want to. So from what the directors have said about it, it seems like she's in the soul storm. But what I want you to pay attention to, if you've seen the movie or haven't seen the movie and want to go see it, is that she's under a Shinto temple. So this is sort of like he's on the astral plane. He's actual astral projecting, and the, the the stones brought him there because he remember now he has become omnipotent, so called. Because only God is omnipotent, and this dude was really omnipotent. He would have saw every move that was going to be made after that, you know, and in the next movie, whatever. That's just conjecture, whatever you want to call it, you know, speculation. But anyway, next, the next, in the next couple of scenes, you well, see no, no, she
2: did one second Chris she did mm-hmm. say he's saying yes and all along throughout the movie when he encountered somebody he says to them you don't know the amount of sacrifices I've made today so you know giving up a life is also they're telling you how I got here how I, I was able to amass or achieve this power someone had to die At least throughout the rest of the movie because he said that mm-hmm. yeah to uh, Scarlet Witch
1: right now The end of the movie is, uh, this is the, the, the stuff that got people choked up in the theater is, and now in the comic books, you don't see this necessarily in the original comic books, but here you start seeing people vanishing, like they're turned into dust sort of, you know, particles. And the first one to go is winter soldier. He's he's basically like captain America. He's a, a genetically modified being. And then you see Groot and Falcon, you see black Panther go. You see Star-Lord go, you see Drax go, you see Doctor Strange go, and then you get to Peter Parker, which, for some reason, they kind of delayed his, because everybody else disappeared quick. And he's like, oh, uh, Mr. Stark, I don't want to go, I don't want to go, and it gets, gets all emotional, but, you know, Spider-Man dies too. When
2: Doctor Strange but, came to the he said, like, something to the effect, this is the only way.
1: Yeah, it was the only way. Yeah, that was the outcome he saw. And, and, but there's, But he's alluding to more. He's alluding to more. He saw more, but obviously he won't see it to the next movie. Um, So what I want to bring out to everybody is is that this is a story about the rapture. They're not saying that it's a story about the rapture, but I'm going to tell you that it's a story about the rapture. And that's the feeling you get if you're a Christian and you, no matter which position you're in, pre, mid, post, doesn't matter what position you stand on, this Will kind of make you feel like that. I think most will agree with me, but let me prove a point. Now, in the original comic, Odin, Thor's father, Odin's son, he, he's wearing the ceremonial eye patch of sorrow and he's meeting with the lesser gods that people worship the Indian god and the Hindu god and the Aztec god and all these people. They're called the Sky Fathers. And he says, Half of my people disappeared within the twinkling of an eye. That's from First Corinthians fifteen fifty-two, where it's a reference to the rapture. It says in fifty one it says listen, I tell you a mystery, we will not all sleep, but we will be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. That's straight out the Bible. It's a reference Mm -hmm. to the rapture. And what you see in the end credit scene, you see Nick Fury and the, the lady, I can't remember her name now, that helps him, his assistant, they disappear too. But right before that, he calls on another superhero. And you, and you see helicopters crashing into buildings, cars. This is the same kind of imagery you get from the Rapture movies from the 90s and early 2000s.
2: Yes, and so, the, car that, the, the, car, the car that smashes into them, um, that mm-hmm. stops them, they said, there's nobody in it. Right. So you're like, whoa, whoa, yeah. what, what's going on? Exactly. You know, all of a sudden, yeah. people have disappeared. What's going on? And the helicopter above their head is flying out of control. What's happening? So it gives okay. that same, paints that same picture. Of the uncertainty of, of, of You know the next movie but It gives you the picture of
1: the rapture Right exactly and and, and Even though the rapture isn't about half the Universe being you know taken away it, It's not even about half the planet Being taken away it's gonna be It's gonna be a significant amount of people but it's not, gonna, it's not gonna be Half the planet trust me on that one but Also this alludes to What some people say that Could happen I don't believe this but I'm telling you what's in the Mindset out there is that there will be a alien false rapture okay now this goes into ufology and all this other stuff but again this is an allegory about god or somebody becoming god or a god rapturing people out of the earth out of the universe wherever they're at and we don't know what happened to them we're going to be wondering what happened why is my grandma gone why is this gone why is this happening and that brings forth a what new order a new way of thinking one world religion all of these things that we keep talking about in these shows this is alluding to that the next movie might not and we don't know where they're going to go with it but as of now that's what you've just witnessed Sheila.
0: yeah well i'll tell you one thing i witnessed is You know, and I've read these. So I've read a lot of Helena Blavatsky's writings. I've read a lot of the stuff that she gets into. She wrote a book called Isis Unveiled. We know she founded the Theosophical Society. But in her most popular work, she talks about unlocking human potential to be a superman. This idea of the hidden race, the areosophy. I mean, Hitler's Vril had this whole obsession with these crafts. And, you know, one of the things she says, though, and I thought this was shocking, because Thanos said this verbatim. He said, life, thought, progress liberty and independence and that is right an actual sentence straight out of helena blavatsky's book now she goes on to say lucifer is the logos the serpent the savior it is satan who's the god of our planet He's the one true God. I mean, whether it's theosophy, ariosophy, hermeticism, high level witchcraft, the occult, the new age, it just goes on and on and on. They're all inseparable. They all hate God and they all hate the word of God and they're all committed to the one world order, which is funny. The first scene opens up with, you know, the one world tower. And so it just mm. is really amazing how these themes are woven throughout these movies. And I just thought it was yeah. interesting that these infinity stories, Stones. Remember, Chris, I was telling you Thanos' glove, where he's got these Infinity Stones. It reminds me of an ephod. It almost has this, kind of the same color stones and stuff too. And I thought, isn't that so interesting? Because as a garment, the ephod is referred to in the Priestly Ordinances as part of the official dress of the High Priest. So I just thought it was really, really interesting. They kind of wove some stuff in there. It, it just really reminds me of that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You know, Sheila, I'm going to give you another gem. And this is strictly from the comic books, people. This is not from the movie, okay? In the Infinity Gauntlet series, there's a person called Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock, He at the end, he gets the Infinity Gauntlet from... Thanos and his daughter. And before that, he was crucified by a guy named Man Beast. In the comics, he's been resurrected multiple times. But he mm-hmm. is a representation of a false Christ. And he he gets the Infinity Gauntlet, and he says to, you know, um, Dr. Strings, a couple of other people, that go, go into the world and tell them that I'm a god that can be trusted. <laughs>
0: wow.
1: <laughs> so, this the false god Christ gets the omnipotent power of God (laughs) and tells his disciples that have seen, that have heard, that have touched, that were there, just like in the Gospels, to go into the world tell them the good news, that I'm a God that can be trusted. That can't be refuted. (laughs) That is in the Infinity Gauntlet story. And see, again, this is just secret knowledge that people, the average person won't know. know. And these people continually say, even today, that the average person shit. is stupid. They're not the initiate. They are They need they need to be, you know, lessened, get rid of them. You know, it'll be us, it'll be the technocrats. We will be the ones at the top of the echelon. We will be the Elysium, <laughs> the ones out there in space, while everybody down here is, you know, being enslaved. So th- this is their mindset. And this was put into the comic books through young Jewish writers that had nothing to do with God. Uh Alan Moore, he's one of the person that was um into uh well he's you know he's called dark magician and he's into all of this uh pagan witchcraft, and he writes books like the the Watchmen and um some of the Batman series and um he came up with the uh the D.C. version of Doctor Strange, oh, what's his name? I Can't remember his name right now. But uh, he 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 basically lays out to you what mind control is, what. What witchcraft is, what a spell is, it's not potions and stuff like that. It's to spell, to speak it. Constantine, uh, oh, Constantine. Constantine is what I'm talking about here. Constantine is one of the characters that he made up. Um, and it just goes with oh, the swamp is. thing and all this stuff. But anyway, he, like I said, he's he's the kind of dude that he tells you on camera that this is what a spell is. So when you see I mean- the, 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 the stuff that they're doing to Trump right now in the media it's a spell put it out to you and you believe it and then your mind is controlled changed that's a spell that's what hollywood does in these movies they take things put it into the- the scripts, and it's, it's it's looked over by somebody, whoever it is, whether it's the CIA or somebody else, and then they put it out to you, and it changes the consciousness of the public. That's what Alan Moore said it will do, even yes. through commercials.
2: I, I remember that. Satire. He, he said that himself in a, in an interview, and he says it's not, you know, like, like hocus pocus. He said um, it's the way you speak, the words that you use. Am I correct? It's Something yeah, like that. Yeah. I remember and, that, you know, yeah, and the
1: that's what yeah, and that's going back into NLP, the the 48 laws of power, all these things, you, the secret, all of these things are the same thing, people. Nothing, none of it is different. The force, all this stuff I laid out before, it's all the same thing. Okay, some of us use use the technique, but we're not using it knowing that it's something. You know, so some sort of force we're wielding is just the way we speak. Huh? So in the hood we would call that game. The way we talk to a woman and we can get her to, you know, go to bed or something like that. It's the same technique, but it's it, it when you when you when you really read the materials, you'll see that it's much more darker than what you think. And it's basically the ultimate levels of mind control. And this goes into MKTro Ultra and all that stuff, too. But Grant Morrison, like Rory was laying out before, he isn't in contact with spirits, just like Alan Moore. And they give him the stories to write, and he got famous off of it. And he's one of the top comic book um, writers. Um, I don't know too much about Chris Claremont, but I believe he has a lot of influence from Alistair Crowley because the X-Men symbol is taken off of Alistair Crowley's Mystery Babylon. The woman that rides the beast, Alistair Crowley, the symbol that's dedicated to that, and the X from X-Men comes off of that symbol. So it's a lot of occult influence into this stuff, a lot. But again, it's you know, you can go from 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 um, NASA to mathematics, to comic books, to movies, to the occult, to different sciences. And what you'll find out is so many different people got occult knowledge from all of these demons. You won't you trust me, you won't you won't fail to reach that point. Well, oh. and a
0: lot of the unknown forces of nature, like the elementals, exploring alchemy and the sciences, the psychic phenomena, the Eastern religions, the Buddhism, Hinduism, mm-hmm. Vedas, yep. Zoroastrianism, Shintoism, all of that is mm-hmm. also veiled in this, which is really just a spin off of Hermeticism, which is divided into alchemy, astrology, and thurigy. Mm-hmm. It's the black magic. Kabbalah is woven into every one mm-hmm. of these, too. Isn't that weird?
1: Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, I, I mean, I'm telling you, you run, you won't run out of material to read with this stuff (laughs) it goes far and wide and and some people say that all of this stuff leads back to babylon but i think it even reached even further back into the antediluvian world the the days of noah and that's where we're coming full circle where Jesus said when before he comes back, it'll be like the days of Noah. And we have no idea. The only thing we have that's concrete that we could say yes is that there were Nephilim, there were there's violence and you know, marriage and all this stuff, but there's so much more that we don't know. And I think God kept it that way for a very good reason. Because all of this stuff coming up with AI and robots, drones, you would have never thought that stuff in Bible prophecy before this decade, this this, this new millennium. And now it's seen that it's been there the whole time. Daniel was told to close some things up and it'll be opened up basically when man can understand and, and John was told to just, no, don't mention it. And trust me, this links right back to the comics too. So, you know, there we have it.
0: <laughs> While the stage is really being set, like you said, all of it is this theme, I think, Chris and Rory, as you guys know, the forbidden knowledge, these guys are always trying to bring back these gods, you know, open spiritual portals, gates, the veils, bringing back, you know, the Tower of Babel was about the gate to the gods, the demigods, right. the titans, the Atlantic. It's all the same mishmash. I mean, even in Enoch, the archangel guides Enoch to the secrets and mysteries of the universe. They revered Nimrod. They revered Hermes and all these other demigods. You know, what do you think Hitler was doing with the Lebensform backbreeding to the Nephilim? They're really acclimating the children for these things to be very you know hey if demons appear on the scene well it's no big deal I've seen that creature before in some movie
1: yeah and and this stuff is ubiquitous <laughs> you before you wouldn't see this stuff in in your you know your your t-shirt stores and on clothes and everywhere oh you see all of this occult material now it's it's everywhere. Yeah, do you know
0: what was really creepy? I was in a Vancouver store last weekend and my son was buying this particular brand and on every one of this brand, it's got a triple six on it. And I said Mm -hmm. there's no way I'm buying you that. But every one of the the shirts had the all-seeing eye, some reference to the Illuminati. Chris just said a good word. It is ubiquitous. It is everywhere. There's an intensification of all of it. And listen now, Rory and Chris, you guys have a show. Tell the folks how they can uh, subscribe to YouTube, give out your website and tell folks how they can tune into your amazing program.
1: Oh, thank you. Yes. uh, It's don'tletthemburn.com and you can reach us on YouTube. Same thing. Don't let them burn. Like, subscribe, share. Um, Sharing is is the best thing you could do. You know, that's how the message gets out. And you can reach us on almost any social media platform DTube, and uh, that's a new platform Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Uh, Just search for us and we'll we'll be the first result that comes up. So um, if you want to check us out, that's how you do it.
0: Amen. Well, I'll tell you, you guys do some great videos. Now you I just wanna plug this one video you guys did because I thought it was incredible and it's really relevant. Now was it a remind me if it was a one or two part? I think I, I recall watching a two part series. Did you, you did something on karate and kung fu and all that, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's um, the spirit behind martial arts, um it's part one and part two. And this this series basically opens you up to the reality of what we just talked about in this In this series right here that we did with Sheila, it's about this force that uh, all the martial arts people use and uh, where we take stuff from the actual masters, what they say, not what we're saying, what they say. And also we get into Dragon Ball Z and other fictional stuff. Go ahead.
0: I got to say kudos because even there was things I didn't know in that. And I thought, good job, guys. (laughs) Not not to say (laughs) I know everything, but, (laughs) but I've read so much stuff. I thought, boy, it was just very well done. So good job, you guys.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot. But it's the Lord, you know, it's the Lord guiding us to where he wants us to go. So we just got that any anyone that could check it out and share. And um, you know, it's all about Jesus first and foremost, not just information. So it's about setting the captives free, the mental and control and the spiritual entrapments out there after researching and looking at thousands of hours of videos and reading books and stuff because we are so disconnected from history and a lot of different you know things and especially a lot of people a lot of Christians are reading their bibles and don't know how to really disseminate the information that's in there they're just soaked in a reality that's not really real it just seems real. It's so superficial. And that when you get more into the spiritual stuff, then you start to see another dimension of what's really going on, especially when you are injected with what J- Jesus Christ gave us, the power that he gave us. That's when you really start to open up because the Holy Spirit will definitely guide you. If you share this with people that you love, you know, be diligent and patient with people. They'll they'll come out of that spell through Jesus Christ.
0: Rory, any final thoughts?
2: Yes. Just like Chris was saying earlier, what's happening today is that young people, young and old, we're being saturated with so much information. It's not that the Bible, the Word of God, is not real. It's real. But people are being bombarded with so much information. It's well, hey, yes, yes I know the Bible. I know this. I know that. And they have that superficial information is out there, but nothing of depth. And the only thing that will stand the test of time is God's Word. And the only thing that can set people free is God's Word. And that's what we stand on. And that's what we're here to share on our channel, Don't Let Them Burn, is that people can be set free through the Word of
0: God. Amen. That's it right there. You ended on a perfect note. Thank you guys so much for coming on the program. You guys do fantastic work. I really appreciate your ministry. And, hey, I want to have you both back on to do an expose on video games. Boy, parents are really going to be shocked. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking to have you back on real soon. Thanks again for coming on the program, guys. God bless. Oh, definitely. We'll be on here. Folks, that was Rory and Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. The information is linked below. Hey, don't forget, tomorrow is the launch of the new and improved sheila.media. That's www.sheila.media. Go check it out. Let me know what you think. And we have a wall to wall bunch of amazing guests. I'll tell you what, June is going to be jaw dropping how many awesome guests we have starting with tomorrow. Mark Taylor is on the program. June 1st, right out of the hopper in June. It's Mark Taylor. Check it out, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Good night and God bless.